Welcome to Karura's weekly podcast. Our hope is that your spiritual life will be fruitful as we go through our new series, 40 Days of Prayer. We start in 3, 2, 1. Thank you for the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make us wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. We know that all scripture is God-breathed. So as we listen to your word today, may the word be useful to us for instruction, conviction, correction, and for training in righteousness. So that the church, this church, Karura Community Chapel, may be complete and fully equipped for every good work. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Come on, church, shout a big amen. amen. We may have our seats. Amen. It is very unlikely that one human being would meet another human being and see and appreciate the bones in that person. You always see the outside when you meet someone and appreciate the inside later. Yet when Adam saw Eve, as we have read, he said, bone of my bones, and then he followed with flesh of my flesh. Please notice the order. Notice the order. He starts with the inside. This is now bone of my bones. And then he comes to the outside. And then flesh of my flesh. Which is something unusual. Similarly, our groom, Jesus Christ, when he looks at his bride, which is the church, he should say, now this is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. But I have a question for us, church. Do you think today the church reflects the bones of my bones and the flesh of my flesh as far as Jesus is concerned? Let me even narrow it down further. Do you think when Christ looks at you today, he can say, sorry, Do you think if Christ sees you today, his bride, he can look at you and say, now this is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. Especially in the area we were handling in this um, um, spiritual emphasis campaign that has just ended. The area of prayer. The area of prayer. When he sees your prayer life does it match what he represented and what he taught? Can he say, now, the way Karura Community Chapel prays is bone of my bones and flesh of my... The inside reflects me. The outside reflects me. Today, prayer is stage-managed. It has all the figures of speech. Prayers even have rhymes in them. Prayers have alliteration. It's a poem, which is not bad. But 
But you don't have to be Albert Einstein to know that it is more, it has become more for men than for God. That is why it matters to the person praying that the people hearing the prayer should say, mm. and, and yes, Lord. So if, if I pray and you guys don't say, mm, I start having low self-esteem as, as, as my prayer is concerned. I start thinking, maybe my prayer was not as powerful. It is not meant for men. It is okay to prepare and to prepare the English and all that. But it's not meant for men. It's meant for him, God. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, part B. I'm reading from the NIV version. The, the Bible says, The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at what, church? The heart. Genesis chapter 8, verse 20. I'm reading from the NIV version. This, some of you know this story. The Lord had wiped the whole earth clean with rain and floods. And only Noah and his sons and you know, the, the, their wives and, and the animals that he had put in the ark had remained. The Bible says in verse 20, Then Noah built an ark to the Lord and taking some of the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I cast the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. The Lord smelt a pleasing aroma. When he hears your prayer, does he smell that pleasing aroma that comes from the outflow of your relationship with him? Clean animals, clean birds, from a world washed clean to a clean God. God loved the smell of such a sacrifice. Isaiah 58 verse 4 tells us that God is not interested in those things that we do. The fasting, they are good. The prayers, the long prayers, they are good. But there's something he's more interested in than those. The Bible says your fasting ends in quarreling and strife. And in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. All these portions of scripture, church, are focusing on the bone of prayer, bone of my bones, before the flesh of my flesh. The inside before the outside. God is more interested in your obedience than your sacrifice. If you intentionally and deliberately Working on your walk with the Lord to get to a place, you get to a place where the Bible says your prayers avail much. This is what the Bible says. In James 5, 16, I'm reading from the KJV version. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man does what? Avails much. And as we notice the fervent, effectual prayer, those words, please notice, 
the, the, the man is what? The man is righteous. The man is righteous. So, not in the sense that you're sinless. Please, if any man says they're without sin, they lie. But that you're sinning less and less and less and less. You're on a journey. You're on a journey. On a journey of purity, on a journey of auditing your words, what you say, what you watch. You're on a journey to build your character in the Lord. One day, let me just give an illustration. One day, my band and I were invited to a wedding. And when you invite us to an event, and event organizers know this, we will send you what we call a rider. So a rider says, um, okay, I'll come to your event, but please provide the following things. Provide two keyboards, six mics. This number of speakers, this number of this, a drum set, things like those. For me to deliver, those are the things I, I want. It's called a rider. So next time you call a musician to your event, use that word. Tell them, please send me your rider. So we, we were invited to this wedding and we went. And we got into the wedding. The groom, of course, was not there. It was very early. We, we wanted to start sound check early. And we noticed that the things we had sent in the rider are not available. So we started noticing, Akuna, there's no drum set. We said two keyboards, you brought one. We said six mics, you brought three. So I called the event organizer. I said, look, I had sent a rider, and here it is. These are the things we asked for. And the things I'm seeing here are not, are not the ones we asked for. So he said, oh, sorry, um, I, I, I have no idea that you are coming. I had no idea that you are coming, but uh, let's, let's call the groom. So we called the groom. And I said, hey, um, sorry to bother you on such a special day, but the things we asked for are not here. The groom said, no, 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 there must be a mistake because I talked to the service provider and he assured me that he will provide those things. And so he said, give me a minute. He called the service provider. The service provider said, I am here with the things. They are set up. I'm waiting for Pitson to come and do sound check. So the groom called me back and said, look, uh, so the guy says he's there with the things, but you are the one who's not there. And after a long discussion, ladies and gentlemen, we noticed that we are in the wrong wedding. <laughs> we had gone to a wedding close to the wedding we were invited to, but it was not the right wedding. We were judging them based on the standards of the wedding we are supposed to be at. And they were falling short. The question is, guys, based on the illustration I just gave, could you be looking at your life right now and blaming God for not providing the right drums and the right mics, whatever drums and mics may represent in your life, yet you're at the wrong wedding? If you're not making every effort to add to your faith, goodness, to goodness, add knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love, 
and you're possessing these qualities in increasing measure. And then they are keeping you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. Then if you're not doing those things, you're building what we call a cake of cement. It's a cake of cement. It looks attractive, but when you, someone cuts it, it doesn't cut and it is not consumable. But if you're working on becoming a better person, working on your salvation with fear and trembling, working on your anger, working on your gossip tendencies, working on our, what an includable, working on our self-control, taming our tongue, obeying God's word, improving in the area of generosity and kindness, working to overcome your struggles, working to overcome bad habits, not being sinless, as I have said, but being sinning less and less until the appetite of sin in your heart is starved to death. If you're doing that, the bone is strong enough for us now to discuss the flesh. So that when Christ looks at the church, as far as prayer is concerned, he can looks, looks at the church and say, now this is bone of my bones inside, then flesh of my flesh outside. But allow me now to discuss the things we can do on the outside. And there are just six, I call them the six P's of prayer. When the Lord called me to a life of prayer, kept saying, Pitson, improve your prayer life. And he did that in, in a dramatic manner, and I'll, I'll share that another time. But it was, I was sure God is calling me to a deeper life of prayer. So one of the things he started with is my relationship with him, the inside, bone of my bones. So he started convicting me about how I spend my time, convicting me about the things I say, how I say them. I started a journey of purity and a journey of humility. And then we got to the flesh. Now, these are the things that helped me build. It's not perfect, but I would say it's better than just two years ago. And you cannot build a strong prayer life on these P's that I will share, but they sure help. They help. Number one is a pattern. By, by the word pattern, I mean that there's a schedule. The, you see, your life has a schedule. There's what time you wake up. There's what time you get to work. So in that schedule, could you schedule prayer? Could you put prayer in that pattern? Say, fill in these blanks. Every dash, I dash. So every morning, I. Every evening, I. It doesn't matter the time. Every once a week, I. It's a pattern. It's a schedule. Everything that is put in a schedule has a better chance of survival and longevity. But if you're casual about any activity, whether it's taking your wife out for a date or whether it is doing something, teaching your children, if you're casual about it and it's not in a schedule or in a pattern, then it won't survive. If you get to a place where you say, I will do it when I do it, it won't survive. But I'm not asking you to put prayer in a pattern religiously so as for prayer to be a work or something you tick. It's a box you tick. No. 
But for prayer to be part of your life, for prayer to be part of your diary, of your calendar, every relationship needs this kind of investment to survive. This is what Daniel chapter 6 verse 10 says, part B, NIV version. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. So get, get, do a life, a, a time audit. How do I spend my time? Then say, I will remove this activity and replace with prayer. Then you start seeing your prayer life improving. Number two is the second P is called a place. Find a place where you can often retreat and commune with God. Corporate prayers have the biggest temptation of putting up an act. They are good. And we do them here in church. But time alone with God reveals the real you in prayer. And more importantly, you are able to be vulnerable with your father. The relationship between a father and a child and his children does not necessarily need a place to be valid. But it grows deeper when the two have a special place. A place we go with my son. A place we go with my daughter. It builds our relationship. And this thing I call a place, there's nothing special about it. It's not like it should have two candles uh, that are always lit and one calabash. No. It's just a place. If you're blessed with a big house, dedicate one room to be a place. Your place of prayer. But it can be a room in your house, a park near where you live, a church near you, that you just go and ask for a room and pray. It can be anywhere, but it sure will improve your prayer life. It will. Luke 22 verse 39, NIV says, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. Notice the word as usual. Notice the word mount of olives. Number three is a partner. A partner. Have someone who motivates you to pray. Someone whom, with whom you can share anything about, any, about anything and pray about anything. They are more likely to notice when your prayer life is slowing down than if you are alone. And their work is not just supervisory, no. Spiritually, two are better than one. Matthew chapter 18, 19, and 20. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I, am I among them. If you're single... This is just best practices for a, a, a partner. If you're single, please, we recommend that you get a partner of the same gender. For obvious reasons. Praise the Lord, church. But if you're married, it works best if that prayer partner is who? Your spouse. Number four, P number four. And I'm rushing against time, sorry. Pray the word of God. Prayer should be an expression from abundance of the word of God in your heart. Pray the word of God. The most effective prayer comes out of an abundance of the word of God within us. This is what John chapter 15 verse 7, which is one of our 
memory verses says, if you remain in me, talk to me, church, and what? And my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So God knows if your words are in him, if his words are in you, rather, then you cannot ask for things that are not aligned to his will. The fifth, there are six P's. The fifth P is patience. Prayer is not magic. You can't say, I'm going for prayer three days. When I come back, you guys will experience an earthquake. It's not magic. You have to be patient. And we have seen through the Bible, and, and Reverend was talking about that last Sunday, that there are people who died without seeing what they were believing God for. Does it make God a liar? No. Does it make prayer useless? No. You have to have patience. Prayer is not magic. You cannot dictate to God how and when he ought to answer your prayers. A healthy prayer life requires patience. These are verse Reverend Gary read to us last week and I would like to repeat it. Isaiah 55 verse 8. For my thoughts, plural, my thoughts are not your thoughts. So God doesn't have one thought. He has many thoughts. He has options. Neither are your ways my ways, not way. So we can think, we can say, church, God will use this door. And then he uses many other doors. He has options. He cannot be limited. Romans chapter 12 verse 12 says, rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. This is English standard version. Be constant in prayer. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. And please, church, note that if what he promised you, what he's, he's showing you as a vision or his, he keeps telling you this is where you're going, if that is not what you're seeing now, then what you're seeing now is temporary. Be patient. Lastly, pray about everything. This is what the Bible says in Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything. But in how many situations? In every situation. By prayer and petition, to, with, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So pray about everything. And I ask, I ask that we rise. Let's please rise. And I will say a situation and you will shout pray can we do that church i will sh shout situations that we go through some of them minor some of them major some of us say you know when i'm um i will pray to god the big things these in dogondogo and tafanya no pray to god about everything and i i shared this testimony with you i had a car that was breaking down so many times and I kept telling God, please give me a new car. But God changed my heart and my prayer. I started saying, God, lead me to the right mechanic. Yeah? So not necessarily that every time your car is old and it is nini, that you will get a new car. Sometimes God can give your mechanic wisdom to know how to deal with it. And God led me to a guy so faithful. He he sent me real-time videos of what is wrong with my car. 
and receipts. And I said, glory to God, I have found a mechanic. What if I said, mimi nimekuwa maapo kwa anuka, anuka, anuka. And sometimes God will heal you, but sometimes God will give the doctors the wisdom and you the wisdom to manage this illness. He has ways, please remember. He has ways, he has ways. So I will shout something and we will say, pray. Before leaving the house, pray. I church, my, my nini is louder than yours, my voice. It was because I have the mic, but let's, we are many. So before leaving the house, pray. when you are driving, pray. for a house manager, pray. for a good mechanic, pray. before any purchase, pray. before any trip, pray. before that boardroom meeting, pray. before that exam, pray. before confronting that person who hurt you, pray. before going for that date, single ladies, pray. before applying for that job, before seeing that doctor, Pray. when choosing school for your children, Pray. in every situation, Pray. in every situation, Pray. God bless you. Has this message challenged you? We hope that it has been a blessing in your life. If you would like to give your life to Christ or talk to or pray with someone, kindly reach us on WhatsApp 0721 990 880. God bless you.